obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. It's that time of the year when I have a lot of people really excited picking up their pregnant joined ewes and embarking on their first foray into shepherding. And it really is an amazing time for anyone who is thinking about starting off in sheep buying joined ewes. They're so excited about getting lambs and they're getting their facilities ready and their fencing done and all the amazing things that go with shepherding for the very first time. And frequently people ask me or sometimes don't ask me and make mistakes about feeding uh, and feeding sheep. So I wanted to just cover off a few things, not necessarily from a, a sort of scientific nutritional point of view around feeding sheep. We'll, we'll have, um, we'll get some great podcasts with some specialists on that, but just some really 101 things for us to be aware of when we think about feeding sheep. And, you know, um, you know me, no holes uh, on uh, unturned here. I'll tell you all the mistakes I've made too, because I've made them all. <laughs> uh, so with introducing sheep, particularly to feed, sheep eat grass and they're made to digest grass. They've been eating grass since they were born, by and large. Obviously, there are some sheep in feedlots, but by and large in Australia, sheep eat grass. And by and large, sheep are fine eating grass. Now, from time to time, they may need a little bit of extra supplementation. So for me, I will increase their feed in the final couple of weeks prior to lambing. That's primarily only sheep that are carrying multiples. You really want to be extra careful that they don't get too little feed, but also at the same time, you want to be extra careful so that they don't get too much feed. Go back, have a listen to some of the podcasts on lambing and preparing for lambing to help you if you are going to be lambing for the first time. But by and large, anytime you're going to introduce feed to sheep, and when I say feed, I'm talking about grain, pellets, lucerne, those sorts of things. We need to be really aware of the change that that diet can actually have. So when, just like us, when sheep change their diet, and they've got a really, really sensitive rumen, incredibly sensitive rumen, and they can die really, really quickly. And they can get sick really, really quickly as well. And there are lots and lots of problems 
that that are caused from grain poisoning or acidosis. I think I've talked to you uh, a few times about some issues that I've had in the past with uh, with acidosis. So a few things to really think about here is that if you are going to change their diet, particularly when you're going to introduce any sort of grains, but to be honest, lucerne as well, because they were going to have a much higher starch and higher protein and lower fiber content. Now, oat and chaff and hay is not going to impact because there's going to be a higher fiber, but particularly change that increases protein and starch, so carbohydrates, or reduces the fiber, that is going to cause a potential risk, particularly if the stock have not been fed before. So if you're buying stock for the first time, please ask, what have they been eating? What do they eat? And get prepared. You're not going to have or need to have a smorgasbord of feed for your sheep. You need grass. That's the primary thing. And then maybe a little bit of extra feeding if they're carrying multiples and if you are short on grass. If you've got two sheep on three acres, you're probably going to be okay. By all means, feed them a little bit extra, but you really don't want them to get sick. Like I had someone recently who really should have known better and took Weathers home. They just bought Weathers and took Weathers home and then phoned me three days later. Oh, they're they're really lethargic. They won't get up from the paddock. And you think, okay, what have you been feeding them? Oh, well, you know, I gave them a bit of this and a bit of that. Okay, that's what's wrong with them. You know, they're sick and you've made them sick in three days. Feed them grass, particularly Weathers. They definitely don't need to be fed grain. There's no higher demand on them. And for them, they might not even recognize the fact that you're giving them food either. So it can really take them a few weeks to to get used to it. So if you're going to change their diet, you need to introduce it really, really slowly. You also need to make sure that there's still fiber available for them. So is there hay? Is there oaten chaff or some sort of chaff? Or is there grass? And then really monitor them for any signs of acidosis. Have they been lying down a lot? What's their manure like? Is it like normal sheep manure, which is small, round pellets? That will tell you. Are their bums dirty? All those sorts of things. And watch out, even if you have a few of them, watch out that there are going to be some that are going to be what's called shy feeders. So they won't eat a lot. So then the other ones are going to eat too much and then they're going to get sick quicker. And they're often the ones that are doing really, really well. How much would I start to introduce if I was going to introduce feed? Well, again, it depends. If they're really young, small sheep, obviously their demands are going to be less. So we're talking about 25 grams, 25 grams per head per day for really young sheep. So if you do want to feed weathers, six months, nine month old weathers, a bit of extra just to tame them up, make them easy to move, 25 grams per head per day. Or if they're three month weaned lambs, that's the sort of quantity. For your adult sheep, you can go up to about 50 grams per head per day. Now again, watch out for those shy feeders because shy feeders will eat less and your older ones will eat more. And then slowly introduce, increase the feed over three to four weeks. Now you might be, again, here you're talking about feeding per head per day. So you don't really want to put out a ton of whatever it is that you're eating so that they can just literally gorge because they will gorge and you will be wondering why your sheep are doing the 
you know, the, the back crawl because they literally will be dead with their legs in the air. And I know this is kind of hard for some of us to sort of realize, but this is what happens. And it's happened to me. It's happened to me in the past. I came home one uh, one weekend after being away from the farm and having a neighbor look after our sheep. And uh, in the front paddock, there was one with the legs in the air. <laughs> and the neighbor had just literally, you know, left out the full weekend ration for this particular these particular animals. One of them survived, but he wasn't very well. And the other one, legs in the air, dead. Um, I've also, I talked about it in some previous um, podcasts where I introduced too much too soon and they got the runs and I gave them a fecal worm transplant or fecal air, a fecal transplant, not fecal worm, a fecal transplant. So literally a, a poo milkshake to help them. I've also used Berg oil if I've given or my animals have acidosis. And sometimes I've even had ones that, you know, they've been on grain, my show team, they've been on grain on extra rations for months sometimes. And they still get acidosis because they overgorge or they feed too much and they take on too much too quickly. And it really, really can can impact them. Yeah. And we're wanting to get our our sheep up to a sort of a full ration of, and again, it depends what you're trying to achieve. So again, think about what you're trying to achieve here in terms of are you trying to introduce them to put on weight? What's the reason you're trying to feed them? You're trying to finish them because they're sending them off to market, these sorts of things. We don't because we have grass-fed animals, but you're looking at a couple of hundred grams per head per day. Yeah, you know, that sort of level. So you really think about what you're trying. Of course, you know, you're starting to get some you know expensive sort of results here, but really shouldn't be needing to increase um, beyond say 300 grams, if it's daily or if it's every third day, maybe a thousand grams, you know? So that's still an awful lot to introduce to your sheep. And you really want to build up the, um, the ration. So perhaps, um, every day, small amounts, then alternative days, then you can start to increase it to maybe every third day. But again, the larger the gap between the feeds, the more likely that they are to potentially get sick uh, and, and suffer from acidosis. Now, what are the symptoms and signs of acidosis? Um, they're going to not go near the feed. So that's the first sign. They're just not going to go. You know, you put out feed and you think, oh, why aren't they eating? They normally come running. They're sick. If they don't come running, they've got a belly ache. And it's a bit like us, yeah, at a party. We're going to go off into a corner and kind of hide. You might also see them a little bit um, hard to stand, lethargic, lying down a lot, or a bit hunched in the belly. They've often been, they've often got bloating. Uh, they'll generally have scours. So look at the manure on the ground, look at their bottom, see what that looks like. They uh, will be weak. They might even stagger. They might have lameness. They might stop drinking, and of course that's not good either because they've got diarrhea. They're going to stop drinking, and they're going to be dehydrated. So not you know none of that is good. None of that's what we're aiming for. And of course we don't mean to do these things, but we're just killing the animal with kindness. And that I suppose is what I really want us to think about. What am I trying to achieve here? If I want to tame up my animal, just a small amount will keep them keen, if you like. Yeah, keep them keen. 
So you uh, again, it's only those times coming late pregnancy and you want to be extra careful introducing them to new feed in late pregnancy because they're going to be vulnerable and you definitely don't want a sick pregnant sheep pregnant with twins who's sick. That's definitely not what, I don't know, as I said, we're not aiming to do those sorts of things. If it does happen, if it does actually happen and you do see the symptoms and signs of acidosis, so they're standing away from the feed, they've got a bellyache, they might be weak, sitting down a lot, they're appearing dehydrated, then you've got some options. You can use the Berg oil, which is a mixture of um, it's quite a, a smelly sort of substance, but it's tar and methylated spirits or something like that. But if you Google Berg, B-E-R-G, Berg oil, you'll see what that is. And you could also try that fecal transplant. So basically get manure from a healthy sheep, mix it up with some water and put it in a syringe and put it down their throat. Now it does need to be manure from a sheep that's healthy. Yeah. So go into the paddock to the sheep that their manure is fresh and the manure is solid and and then you can use that. You might need to have your own um, <laughs> strong digestion to be able to that. I don't have a problem doing that, but then I do some um, some quite um, strange or challenging or uh, or uh, different things on my farm. But I don't have a problem. The other option that you could use is, to be honest, I haven't had much success with this bicarbonate of soda. Yes, yeah, so sodium bicarbonate. So baking soda, effectively, a quarter to a half of cup dissolved in water and give them several doses. Yeah. The other, the other thing I find is just give them hay, nothing but hay until they're healthy. Now that might take three days, but that, and of course they're going, they're going to have to be reintroduced really slowly. Again, initial introductions, start off with a 50 grams per head per day for the first couple of days and increase that over about a week to about a hundred, 150 to about two weeks. You're getting up to 250, 300, and then I would be really thinking, why am I trying to, why am I increasing it a bit more? What's the reason for me increasing it a bit more? And there may be reasons. Um, also, you need to be aware that if they, they have been eating grain, that you're introducing them from one grain to another, that can also mean you've got to start, start the, the start again. So if you're going to introduce them to lupins and then barley, then you need to introduce them uh, at the start again. I had a chat with someone just recently about feeding sheep wheat. Uh, wheat probably is the thing that will kill them quickest and it takes a very different rumen environment for the sheep to manage wheat but if you give them a tiny amount of wheat mixed in with other stuff that they're familiar with or they have been eating then you can start to get them on wheat but if you are thinking of giving them wheat you do need to introduce it incredibly slowly yeah incredibly um, slowly yeah, so that can be something to think about. If you get something like pellets um, at the produce store, they can contain what's called an acidosis buffer, and that could be a great question to ask. Does this feed contain a buffer or acidosis buffer? And basically it's, it's that the feed has added sodium bicarbonate. So often if I get crushed grain from a mill, from a grain mill, my sheep will transform or or um, transition better to that particular feed than if I am buying straight bags of lupins, grain, pellets, um, sometimes pellets, you've got to ask if there's a buffer, wheat, barley, those sorts of things. 
Yeah, so the ones that's mixed with, an, and they can, you can even get a high acidosis buffer if you want as well. Um, but again, these are not a substitute for not being careful with introducing your sheep to new feed. You still need to be very, very careful and you still need to think, why am I doing this? What am I aiming to do if I'm introducing my sheep to, to feed? Also be aware that grains are generally lower in calcium and lower in salt. Yeah, so what that would mean is you might be, and particularly if they're on a high grain diet, you might need to give them some additions like limestone or um, some form of calcium and give them salt or give them a lick. So give them something that will be able to, I suppose, supplement them in those environments or those situations so that they are not deficient. Now, that, again, is if the diet that they are being fed is particularly a high portion. Grains is a high portion. Again, if they have a bit of lucerne, if they have grass, if they have hay and a little bit of grain, you're probably fine. But to be honest, for me, I just add a seaweed lick to my my um, little shandy that I mix up if there's a bit of lucerne or a bit of lupins in there or a bit of grain and I'll just put in a little bit of seaweed as well mix it up or give them some seaweed in a separate tub so that they can access that ad lib and you'll be amazed at how I recently mobbed up a couple of sheep and I was sort of watching them all behave when they were introduced to seaweed after they were mobbed up and there was one particular group that obviously hadn't had enough seaweed or hadn't had enough wherever they were in that particular paddock. And that mob went straight for the seaweed. The others didn't care. They obviously had enough. It's quite amazing when you see this. And um, I, I saw it recently with my calves too. We moved them into a new paddock. And obviously where they were eating, the grass obviously had nutrients in there. But the seaweed, they just went crazy for it because they were missing out on it. So for me... I like where I can, it's harder when I have got like six mobs, but where I can give them seaweed every single week. So a little dish or a little basin, like, you know, a wash hand basin, just put some seaweed in there. I find that it's it's a really good way of being really efficient. It's not going to make them sick. They're going to choose how much they eat, you know, obviously if they can access it, some of them will fight over it. But it, we, it is a great way because there's very little waste with your seaweed. They will eat it and lick the dish clean, lick the basin clean, and then you don't have any that get, gets wet. Yeah, sometimes I've even seen them eat it when it still gets wet because, I mean, all it is is just like reconstituted seaweed. So I'm sure it tastes very nice or tastes the same. Seaweed is dehydrated anyway. So the other beautiful thing is when you use seaweed, it's not and gets wet. It's not a big as impact as if you use, say, limestone and it gets wet because it just goes hard or calcium and it gets wet. It just goes hard. So bearing in mind, your grain is going to be deficient in some minerals. What are some of the safest forms of feed to introduce? So if you want to do it really quickly and perhaps sort of cut to the chase, then oats, you can introduce them over slowly over a week. Lupin's the same. If you start to move into barley and wheat, sorghum, rye, and even peas or any sort of beans, 
then you are looking at a couple of weeks. So you want to gradually introduce them in those quantities that I mentioned over three, four weeks. So really starting to introduce them over that particular time. So again, the higher the starch, the longer the um, the introduction period that you really want to, to think about. But again, make sure they've got water, make sure they've got some sort of fiber or roughage that they can sort of manage their feed as much as possible um, so that they are not compromised or they're not negatively impacted at all. So what have we learned? Well, we've learned you got to think about what you're trying to achieve first and foremost. What's the aim of you adding additional feed to your sheep's diet? You want to think about, I don't want to kill them with kindness. So really think about that. You don't want obese sheep. We had a podcast a couple of weeks ago looking at that. Are my sheep fat? Do my sheep need to go on a diet? So you definitely don't want to be obese sheep. You do want to manage metabolic issues in pregnancy. So increase the feed so that they don't have twin lamb disease. And that really is about you and your management strategy. So again, head back and have a listen to some of those podcast episodes on that if that's all new to you as well. And if you are going to introduce or change their diet, do it slowly. Do it slowly over a couple of weeks, introducing or gradually introducing quantities every day. That one, and for and for me, definitely don't leave enough in there so that they could keep coming back and keep eating. Only enough for me, only enough that they will eat it and with the quantity of sheep that are there and there will be no leftover. That really helps, reduces the chance of them getting sick. And to be honest, it means you have way less feed that's wasted. Yeah, and you don't really want feed lying around because it just attracts rice and rice. It just attracts mice and rats and things like that, and birds and so on, and that can just attract other disease. And you definitely don't want that on your farm either. So hopefully this helps you to get thinking about what you're trying to achieve and how you can manage to not kill your sheep with kindness. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Want to know more? Want to see more? Did you know we have an Instagram TV channel with a variety of series, one about sheep and one about farming, particularly regenerative farming. So head to Halston Valley Farm at Instagram and check out the over 20 current IGTV episodes. Enjoy. And don't forget to let me know how you are going with your sheep journey. You can contact me on email, jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Until next time, sheep well.